now, it's time for the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley. 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show on a Friday. Here to get your day started appropriately, which is with sports. Uh, on this Friday, January 10th at 6.07, I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the Mockadoos studio. Guests and callers do join us on the Baker team hotline, 540-639-4900. That's 540-639-4900. And uh, as always, we're going to start the show by making sure that you are covered. Any conversation that you stumble your way into where they're talking sports, uh, at the PTA meeting, at the water cooler, at happy hour, at the kids' practice, at the bus stop, with your buddies, whoever it is, uh, you may not have been able to catch everything going on in the sports world, but that's where we come in with Gotcha Covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. The news of the day, the talk of the town, actually is not something that's happened, but it's what's going to happen this weekend. It is the best weekend for NFL football. You don't have to worry about your fantasy team. You don't have to worry about seeds. All you have to do is worry about the eight best teams in the entire league playing four games over two days to solidify their spot in the conference championship games. And we'll start with the first game of the weekend, the Vikings at the 49ers. What I have to say is this, Jimmy G, it's your moment. This is your chance. If this were college, it would be your Heisman moment. This is the chance you get to prove that you are a superstar. Kirk Cousins, this is the chance you get to prove that you are not a choke artist. It is two uh, teams on very, very different paths. However, they're playing each other with a chance to, to make it to the conference championship game. So no matter how pretty Jimmy G is and how awkward Kirk Cousins is, at this point in the season, they're in the same place. And it's going to be fun to watch someone rewrite their narrative. Either Jimmy G becomes the next coming or Kirk Cousins shakes the sins that he has in his history. Next up, Titans at Ravens. It is the Titans quarterbacked by Ryan Tannehill taking on the best team in the NFL. Let's not make this more than it is. I know the Titans are the trendy whatever, the dark horse whatever, but that's not what they actually are. They are actually the Titans quarterbacked by Ryan Tannehill. They beat New England. They didn't beat the Patriots. It's a different beast than what's been there the last couple of years. The Ravens have Lamar Jackson, obviously, NFL MVP. Looks like Mark Ingram's going to be back and healthy. That rushing attack, when it is full go, is absolutely terrifying for defenses, and that's what you want to talk about. When it comes to the te- Texans and Chiefs, when that pops up around the water cooler, when that pops up at, at, at happy hour, it is really, really interesting because this is the all-regret bowl for, for the Chicago Bears. They can watch this game and say, did we really take Mitchell Trubisky before both Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes? And are they playing with a spot in the conference championship on the line? And are we sitting at home watching because we didn't make the playoffs due to our quarterback play? So the Bears are watching the what-could-have-been bowl between the Texans and Chiefs. It is the anti-Trubisky bowl between the Texans and the Chiefs. And I will tell Houston this. If you play like you did against Buffalo, where Josh Allen went absolutely haywire crazy and tried to give you the game on a silver platter... Mahomes will eat your breakfast. 
That much I can guarantee. He will scoop up your hash browns. He will snag your bacon. He will take syrup off of your plate to dip your food in so he can eat it. Mahomes is that good. It is that night and day between him and Josh Allen. Seahawks and Packers round out the weekend in what I am calling adult swim. This is when all the kids get out of the pool and the old guys jump in. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, the two elder statesmen of the quarterbacks remaining now that Breeze and Brady are gone. Uh, they're pretty darn good. And and I actually think because they're both pretty darn good, this is going to come down to the secondary athletes on the field, whether it be the Smith brothers for for uh, the Packers, Adarius and Preston, or Clowney for the Seahawks, or at the running backs, Beast Mode versus Aaron Jones, or at the wide receiver, Metcalf, one of the breakout stars of last weekend, versus Devontae Adams, one of the best wide receivers in the league. It is going to be interesting to watch the secondary players try to be the difference for their quarterbacks. For the Hokies, if you are tuned in and looking for Hokie news, what I can tell you is the entire coaching staff on the football side of things has been filled out except for cornerbacks. So what are they looking for in a cornerbacks coach? I actually say you just take best available. They've already filled all of the roles. Rewarding from within, they promoted Adam Lechtenberg. Bringing an NFL player in, they brought in Daryl Tapp. Looking for head coach experience, they have Tracy Clays. Looking for NFL experience, they have Bill Tierlink. Now, just go get whatever you want. It's the icing on the cake time for the cornerback's position. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're waiting for someone that is coaching in the FCS championship for JMU right now. Lastly, this weekend, the Hokie basketball team taking on NC State. Some of you might remember the last two times these teams faced. NC State scored 24 points. Not one player, not in the first half. They scored 24 points. If Virginia Tech can play defense, that is a quarter of, uh, as effective as that. This will be a win for them this season, uh, but it will not be that easy. Markel Johnson, the, the NC State point guard, scored 27 points his last time out, so I wouldn't expect 24. That's it. That is Got You Covered here on the Tim Donnelly Show. I'm Tim Donnelly, and we are now set to dive into what I've already described and will continue to describe as the best weekend of NFL football on the calendar year. I, you know what? I do not have learned about myself. I am extremely hyperbolic when it comes to great sports weekends. Mm-hmm. I, I've probably described uh, f- seven 2019 weekends as like the best sports weekend of the year. Yeah. Wh- whether it be the first weekend of March Madness, Masters weekend, opening days usually up there, uh, a weekend like this where you have the conference championships, NBA, NHL all going on, college basketball all going on. Um, this is what the second weekend of, of 2020 and already I'm going like, this might be the greatest weekend of the year. Uh, it, it just doesn't make sense. It all goes uphill from here though. Right. Like you, then you'll, then you'll have to look and find a better one. Later I, I on. hope, I hope we can top it a hundred times. Um, or that's impossible. 50, 50 times. Is that how many we have left? 50. How many weekends are in here? 50. Uh, there's 52 weeks. Does that mean 52 weekends? Am I, would, I making myself sound really foolish right now? I would think maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit more because the <laughs> new year like starts in the middle uh, of the week. We are. Uh, it's too early to be doing math, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for starting your day with us here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Uh, it is a Friday. Congratulations, you've made it to the final day of the week. Just cr- go ahead and crush this Friday. Crush it at work. Crush it with the kids. Crush it. In- 
housework, whatever it is you have planned today, crush it traveling, crush it today, get to the weekend feeling accomplished. That's my advice to you. If my advice to the the Vikings and 49ers is is give your quarterback support. That's going to be the theme of this weekend for me. Give your quarterback support because a lot of these teams, and I'm talking about a lot of the teams remaining in the NFL, have depended exceptionally heavily on their quarterback. Right? It, it's been uh, running games not getting going. Well, figure it out. It's been wide receivers are dropping passes. Well, figure it out. Defense gave up 35 points. Well, figure it out. Kirk Cousins, well, we're in overtime. Better go throw a a dime ball to to Adam Thielen over the top and go down there and score. Granted, we know you're not the best postseason performer. We know that on national television you tend to struggle. We know all of this. I'm going to talk about Adam Thielen real quick. Uh, reportedly, Adam Thielen in practice cut himself, lower body injury, uh, and and had to have stitches. Can I be a football guy for for a couple minutes here? I feel like normally I'm a pretty progressive thinker when it comes to sports. Mm-hmm. You call for rule changes all the time. I'm calling for rule changes. I want the game to be safer. I want uh, I want a lot of the new things to work so the sport can continue to thrive. For 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 a couple minutes here, can I just put on my my hat like I'm from 1964 and I want to go play on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field? I just want to be the old guy who's who was against putting face masks on helmets, right? I want to be the person that thinks uh, p- not playing both ways is for sissies. Adam Thielen better play this weekend, unless he has a a gaping wound that is oozing, you throw tape on it, you don't worry about the scar, you stitch that bad boy up, you cover it up, you wrap it up, and you go out and play. It stitches. It's not a soft tissue injury. Unless it looks like he got bit by Jaws and then and then after he was bit by Jaws, attacked by Cujo, And then after he's attacked by Cujo, attacked by a a grizzly bear, he better play. Stitches are are something that you just play through in football. I've been stitched up on the sideline. No Novocaine. Hashtag tough guy. Granted, I was a quarterback, so it's not like I was hitting or anything. Uh, you, know, you always got to kind of put that disclaimer in there. But I've been stitched up on the sideline. Didn't miss a play. You want to hear this story? Uh, I've told the story of getting hit before, but my helmet broke, right? Yeah. Linebacker broke my helmet. Uh, the, the helmet came in, sliced open my, uh, my lip real good. Uh, run to the sideline after, uh, after swallowing probably what felt like a gallon of blood for the rest of the drive. Right, you're just sucking, sucking in the blood and scarfing it down so the ref doesn't see it. It's disgusting. Uh, after that drive, run to the sideline, show the the trainer like, hey, something's got to happen here. He's like, all right, we can take you into the locker room where we can do it right here. I was like, do it right here. Boom. He's he's stitching right, going at it. Our defense intercepts the ball, runs it in for a touchdown. I'm the holder on special teams, so I literally say, take the needle out. I have the string from the stitch hanging out of my mouth. I run on, gauze sticking out of my mouth, toss in my mouthpiece, run out there, hold, come back to the sideline, finishes up the stitch. 
and that was for uh, a Delaware team that didn't even make the playoffs that year. Football players play with stitches. Adam Thielen better play. This game is important enough to Minnesota. They're paying him enough money that he better lay it all on the line. As long as it's not his hand so he can't catch, even if it was his hand, catch it, run to the sideline, get it restitched. Um, the Niners' defense has not been what it uh, – to, to go back to my old self now, no longer the, the 1960s tough guy. Niners' defense has not been uh, as good as of late. We're going to find out now if they were just disinterested and knew that they were at the top of the, the heap or, or if they actually were falling off. And this is Jimmy G's opportunity. This is Jimmy G's chance. We talk about it in college all the time. You need a quote-unquote Heisman moment. You need the moment where everyone goes, oh, he's for real. Jimmy G has that opportunity this weekend. You smoke the Vikings. You look good doing it. You flash the dimples. You flash the smile. And everyone will go, oh, yeah, he's good. That's what I'm looking for from him. Let's take a break. When we come back, Titans at Ravens. The other game on Saturday should be a doozy. Stick around. WRAD streaming live worldwide on the TuneIn app. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD. 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM as well. We are live inside the Mockadoo studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker Team hotline. That's 540-639-4900. Joining us on that Baker Team hotline right now is a caller. I believe we have Fred on that Baker Team hotline. Hey, Tough Timothy. How you doing, man? Doing well. How about yourself? Hey, I got uh, three shout-outs today on some of the earlier uh, comments you made. All right. Uh, Shout-out number one, to you, yourself, and you for getting stitched up on the sideline, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. I, You know, if I saw the needle coming at me, I might pass out. But they didn't even have the little tents you could go in at that time. Yeah. So you get a shout-out. Appreciate it. Now, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, I always speak of the past, but did you hear the story of the, L- I mean, the Los Angeles Rams, Jack Youngblood? Once played uh, in second half of a game with at least a partially broken leg. The the stories back then are crazy. Ronnie Lott cutting off his finger. Guys mm-hmm. playing with broken jaws. Jeremy Roenick in the NHL played with a broken jaw. There's, I mean, uh, oh, well, there's a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that young blood story with a broken leg. Good gosh, can can you imagine that today? Oh, Absolutely man. not. Could never, never could happen. Uh, same thing had to Chuck Barrett and Eric with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I think he had a broken ankle. He said, "I'm not coming out." You know, <laughs> the shot up technique. They didn't even have that back then. See, see, if it's broken, I'm okay with with guys tapping out. But but if it's stitches, you got to play. Well, you got to give a shout out to the young blood now. He was a tough. Ombre, I'm telling you, brother. And number three is those Green Bay Packer fans because they're going to pay about $12 an hour to have them come and scrape the stands and the seats <laughs> prior because they say it's going to be a little, uh, little chilly and a little snowy. So uh, three cheers out to the Acme Packer guys, and you all have a great football weekend. And remember to uh, do it up with the Secchi, man. All right, appreciate it. Yeah, man, have a good one. That's Fred the Beetle Guy on the the Baker team hotline joining us, and, and we're going to get to that Packers game in a second. But first, Texans at Chiefs. Uh, this one is, is, is special, right? It's Deshaun versus Mahomes. It's, it's Deshaun Watson versus Patrick Mahomes, uh, what I described in the, in, the, uh, in the Gotcha Covered segment earlier as the, the Chicago Regret Bowl. 
Both of these guys were still on the board when Chicago took Mitchell Trubisky. And with 2020 hindsight, they're looking back going, I'd take either of those guys. Um, uh, this is my problem with Houston. Houston is is a bit like some of the Packers teams, actually, we've seen in the last 10 years, which is I think their quarterback is saving them from making the changes necessary to be an actual contender. Deshaun Watson is good enough that you can play fairly horrible against Buffalo in the first round of the playoffs. You can allow Josh Allen, who is 100% chicken with his head off cut or with his head cut off. That was <laughs> that was every every different word was in the wrong place of that sentence. Uh who was playing like a chicken with his head cut off um to make enough plays to send it to overtime and Deshaun Watson is still there to bail them out. I actually had a few people text me, "Hey, if if this was before the Houston Buffalo game, hey, if Houston loses this, did does does Bill O'Brien get fired?" And the answer was kind of, you know, there's a real shot. Now they went on to win, so obviously he won't. You don't make it to the divisional round and not keep your job. But but if they didn't have Deshaun Watson covering up some of the warts that they have on that roster, on that coaching staff, there's a chance that Bill O'Brien wouldn't be here next year. right? If they didn't have Deshaun Watson, there's a chance they would make a bigger splash in free agency. If they didn't have Deshaun Watson, there's a chance a, a general manager might feel more inclined to go for it. Just like we've seen with, with the Packers over the last 10 years. right? Aaron Rodgers can tell everyone, R-E-L-A-X, relax. And then he can go win six or seven straight on the strength of his own ability. And, and the Packers are suddenly like, cool, we don't have to make any changes. And, and sometimes I think you need to make changes. You need that inciting incident to change everything. Houston hasn't had that. So now I think they're going to go up against uh, Kansas City. And even Deshaun Watson likely will not be enough to beat Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy calling the plays and uh, uh, working with the offense and Andy Reid calling the plays. It, it's it's. I don't think it's going to happen for Houston. So I, I wish I could get into Houston, the decision maker's ear, and say, "Listen, operate as if your quarterback is average." Would this roster be good enough for you to sit on your to to sit on your hands and rest on your laurels if it wasn't? Deshaun Watson, right? Look at what Kansas City has done. They have superstars around Patrick Mahomes. Get superstars other than DeAndre Hopkins around Deshaun Watson, and maybe you'll have a chance to not just be in the divisional round, but be a favorite in the divisional round or get a bye into the divisional round. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, Let's talk Titans and Ravens. I may have skipped over that game. Let's talk Titans and Ravens. Uh, Tannehill versus Lamar Jackson next. Tim Donnelly show continuing. Talk of the New River Valley. Bright and early on a Friday morning, January 10th, 6.35. Guests and callers join us on the Baker Team Hotline, live inside the Mockadoo studio. Titans at Ravens, game being played Saturday night. A doozy. 
but but I want everyone to understand something. Because the Titans beat New England, I refuse to call this year's team a pa- the Patriots. Be- because they beat New England, that does not make them the new Patriots. Okay, it, it's it's not like a um, <laughs> there's a, a a fantasy rule. Okay, you're you're familiar with fantasy football, right? Yes. There you go. There's <laughs> a uh, I, I've heard of these leagues called vampire leagues, mm. where like if there's 12 people in the league, which is a, a standard fantasy football league, right. 11 of them will be in the draft, and one of them will uh, be what's called the vampire, mm-hmm. which means you don't draft any. You don't draft any players. You organize your team completely out of players that go undrafted. And then if you beat anyone, you get to take a player off their roster. So, for example, if if you beat a team that has Christian McCaffrey because your bunch of scrubs just ball out one game, you get to take Christian McCaffrey. So it's like you're literally like leeching off of the other exactly. people to build your like it, it, When you beat someone, you get to take part of their powers, if you will. Right? I feel like that's a very video game thing as well. You you beat someone and you get to take something from them. That's not how football works. Because the Titans beat New England, they don't then get to go, we now have the championship pedigree of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Hmm. Even though I, I think that's the way that this this narrative has been spun about them, right? They're the they're the dark horse. They're the rough and tumble team with Derrick Henry that is going to waltz their way through this league because they've already taken out the Patriots, right? It's, it's, it's not the way championship football works, the way playoff football works. It's not like, like boxing, right? If you beat the champion, you don't become the champion. It's every year you have to beat everybody to be the champion. New England was the reigning champ. They were the heavyweight champion of the world. The Titans knocked them out. It didn't just help the Titans. It helped everyone. And oh, by the way, they did it when Ryan Tannehill threw for 72 yards. 72 yards will not get it done. This is still the Titans, and they're still quarterbacked by Ryan Tannehill, who got the boot from Miami. It's not like he got beat out because his team drafted Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Sean Watson. It's not like he got run out of town of a really, really good program that had other options. He got let go by the Miami Dolphins, and then nine months later, we're sitting here making him a dark horse to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, getting let, getting let go by the Dolphins isn't a very good like look for you. Exactly. It's one thing to fail an AP course. It's another to fail first grade reading as a fourth grader. The Dolphins are first grade reading as a fourth grader. It's not like he failed AP Calc. The Ravens are world beaters. I also want to make a, make a point of this. Um, I, I, I've caught myself describing teams as I don't think they're world beaters all the time, but I never describe someone as a world beater. The Ravens are world beaters. The Ravens are a supernova of a team. Mm-hmm. The Ravens have... The most dynamic player that I've seen since Michael Vick. Think about that. That's insane. They have Lamar Jackson. He's going to be league MVP. Running up and down the field. Slinging it up and down the field. 
using three different tight ends, fast wide receivers, talented running backs, a great offensive line headlined by Hall of Famer Marshall Yanda. It is it is an offense that is going to be very difficult to stop, and the Titans are going to try to be keeping up with a high-scoring offense using a big running back and a quarterback that they don't trust. I mean, what are we doing here, everybody? Sometimes I think we... we like bounce ourselves around in a vacuum too much and, and we forget about reality. Titans beat the Patriots. Titans beat the Patriots. Titans beat the Patriots. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. It's just ricocheting off the walls and building up speed, but it's not going anywhere. The Ravens are the best team in the league. Let's put some respect on their name. Let's put some, some old-fashioned uh, praise on their name. And I'm a John Harbaugh guy too. And I emphasize John in John Harbaugh. I feel like he got all the good coaching traits of Jim Harbaugh with none of the weird. He knows how to win. He's won a Super Bowl. And he and he did that. You know I love my guy Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. Del- Delaware quarterback fraternity. Represent. There's a difference between winning a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco and winning a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson. One of those things is not like the other. One of those things just doesn't belong. Remember I was talking about earlier, Deshaun Watson covering up holes for his team. The the Ravens have the ultimate hole cover upper. You can call a pass play that is just a terrible pass play. Right? You can you the opposite of a wired call, a disconnected call. Right? You you could you could call a pass play and, and yell out to the defense, hey, he's running a post, he's running a dig, this guy's going to be running a backside comeback, this guy's going to check to release in the flat. Everybody got it? Defense could cover him 100% like they knew the play. And Lamar Jackson could cover up that hole, that terrible play call by getting jiggy. Getting outside the, play, the, 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 the pocket, turning upfield, and you ain't going to catch him. Give me all the shares of the Ravens this weekend. 100% of the shares of the Ravens this weekend. I don't think it's going to be close. It's the Titans. Let's remember who they are. So afterwards we can say, they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. No, they are who we thought they were. And we sent them home crying back to Nashville. Maybe they can go on Broadway in Nashville, all those three-story bars with all the live music, and drink away some of their sorrows. Because the Ravens aren't going to be nice to them. They don't have a 42-year-old aging quarterback back there. They have a 23-year-old NFL MVP who runs like, like, you ever watch Kids at Recess? Yeah. They just don't get tired? I mean, yeah. I mean, I've been a kid at recess, so yeah, I get that. Lamar Jackson runs like a kid at recess. Just does not get tired. Every play is like, all right, you want me to run 50 yards side to side and then sling it deep? Okay, next play. What, you want me to run 30 yards downfield, score a touchdown? Okay. You want to see me do it again? What, do you want me to see in the fourth quarter? Okay. What, are your defensive linemen tired from chasing me around? Tough. Let's take a break. The final game of the weekend, Seahawks at Packers. It's going to be cold. It's going to be blustery, and I'm calling it Adult Swim. Next. He can't change the rules, but he has a microphone. 
Tim Donnelly is the sports dictator. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Welcome back. Tim Donnelly Show, talk of the New River Valley, WRAD. Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro. Uh, I have a favor to ask everybody. Uh, Today marks the first week of being in mornings for the Tim Donnelly Show. Uh, We've been going 6 to 9 since Monday, and that is a permanent switch. Uh, For the last year and a half, we've been uh, 3 to 6 in the afternoon. We've bumped our whole schedule up. We've we've been working hard to put together a good show for you from 6 to 9 in the morning. Now, here's the favor. This weekend, in the next week or two, the next month, when you bump into your friend in the area who you know is a sports fan, right? Your friend, your, your friend that's always wearing a hokey hoodie, your friend that always has a take on, on the NFL or on LeBron or, or whatever. When you have your friend that, that is the sports person in your life, let them know. Just say, hey, did you catch the new morning show? Let them know it's on WRAD. Let them know to search for the Tim Donnelly show. We would, we would greatly appreciate it. You know, there, there's always that element when you do something new of hoping that it catches on, hoping that everyone passes it along. So I'm just going to flat out ask for it, right? Let, let's, let's stop with the, the nonverbal back and forth that everyone wants to do where you don't know what the other one wants, right? Why don't you just say it? Why don't you just tell me what you want? There's no way for me to know what you want. Just, I'm asking you. Tell your sports friend, your sports fan friends that the Tim Donnelly show is on WRAD from six to nine in the morning and that you think they would dig it. Uh, and I would, I would appreciate it if you meant that honestly. Um, let's talk Seahawks at Packers. It's going to be cold, right? It's going to be, as you heard Fred say, it's going to be one of those games that, that is fun to watch on television, but maybe less fun to be at in person. I'm calling it adult swim. Did you ever go to a public, public pool growing up? Um, Yes. Yes. Yeah, and they make you get out of the pool and like, yell at the adults. Yeah, they're like the from uh, 45 of every hour to the top of the hour, right? From from 2.45 to 3, from 3.45 to 4, everyone under the age of 18, get out of the pool, stop splashing, stop being uh, annoying little kids. Uh, the adults are going to go in and swim laps. That, as a kid, though, it was just always like, ah, oh, man. It was just the worst. Yeah. But it was necessary, right? Yeah. Let and, everybody and, unwind and fix the pool up, all that good stuff. Fix the pool, but also just – Yeah. Allow an adult to go in there and like not, not have to worry. Kick a little kid or something. Yeah, not have to worry <laughs> about the kid grabbing their foot and yelling "shark" in an indoor pool or in a public <laughs> pool. Uh, that's what Packers Seahawks is to me. Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. You guys go ahead, get out of here. You've had your fun. You're doing all the running around and the crazy stuff. Let's let the old timers get a game. For, for old time's sake, let's let Russell Wilson from the 2012 draft and let's let Aaron Rodgers from way before that go out there and, and play a game between two guys that have been around the block a few times, between two guys that each already have Super Bowl rings on their fingers, from two guys that have proven themselves but are looking to prove themselves just a little bit more. Just a hint more. Just a little bit. Because if you think about it, uh, these two guys are competing against eras that aren't even really theirs, right? They really don't have contemporaries. They don't have peers. Aaron Rodgers has, has Alex Smith, Jason Campbell, Kyle Orton, Matt Castle, Derek Anderson in his draft class. He's not competing against those guys. He's competing against Tom Brady, Drew Brees. 
Russell Wilson had Kirk, but Luck, who's out of the league, Griffin, who's a backup, Foles, who's a backup, Tannehill, Whedon, he's not competing against those guys. He's competing about against what Mahomes and, and Jackson might be. So they both have to put up or shut up because they're competing against guys that aren't even in their era. We have a caller on the line? We have a call on the Baker Team Hotline from George from Reiner. George from Reiner joins us on the Baker Team Hotline. How's it going, George? Doing good. I want to take issue with you on one point you were trying to make this morning about players, that player that you said needs to play, that cut himself. Yep, with the stitches. That's Adam Thielen, wide receiver for the Vikings. Right. Well, you you can't compare that to uh, Jack Youngblood back in the day <laughs> when he played. I read a couple books that uh, Terry Bradshaw wrote mm-hmm. and talking about the early days and how Jack Ham broke his arm in the first quarter, never told anybody till after the game was over. <laughs> and the main reason was if they didn't play, they didn't get paid. Oh, and they were only that. getting paid a couple hundred dollars a game back then, and it meant a whole lot. And it wasn't so much that he was such a man as it was he, he needed a paycheck. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's, a, that's an interesting part and shows how far the NFL has come, right? Exactly. I mean, there was no players' union back then or anything like that. But to make the the comparison between the older players, the way they did things, and the way the newer ones do, the ones that ought to be wearing a tutu out there (laughs) instead of a a football uniform. Money can make you a bit Uh, soft, huh, right? I don't don't think that's a good comparison. (laughs) All right. I I appreciate the call, George, and and, uh, call back in any time, all right? All righty. Thank you. That's George on the, the Baker team hotline. You know, you know what? I, if if that is true, and and I'll take George, George's word for it, that's hilarious, right? You you we think we, we've romanticized these old timers as they want to win so badly that they're going to do anything you can to get out there. Meanwhile, they're just thinking like, I got this electric bill sitting on my kitchen counter, and uh, if I don't play this game all the way through, so what if my arm <laughs> flies off? Uh, yeah. Who cares if, if my alarm, if my, my finger's broken, if I'm going to lose it to frostbite if I don't get this heating bill paid? So, so might as well go ahead and go out there. So uh, I appreciate the call, George, and, and as I said, call back in any time. And, and, but I will say there are still tough guys. I, I don't want to make every young person or every millennial player out to be uh, you know, uh, someone just looking to to not play. Virginia Tech, perfect example. Brian Hudson, their starting center for most of the season, was snapping the ball with a broken hand. Ooh. Which I don't even know how you do that, right? You, we, we've seen it's called snapping a ball <laughs> with a broken hand. So we, yeah, we've seen completely healthy guys snap the ball all over the field, all over everyone's head, um, because because their mental side gets confused, let alone doing it with broken hands. So there are tough guys now, um, but I agree. There's no one like Jack Youngblood, and, it's and hey, money, feeding the family, having enough for bills, that'll motivate you like no one else. Uh, going back like what I was saying, Seahawks at Packers. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson are kind of in no man's land. There are two really good quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks, that are between Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and the other kind of – tentpole group right now, which is Lamar and Mahomes. They're in the middle. So so they, they, they're competing against ghosts and or potential. Right? Aaron Rodgers is chasing Drew Brees. Who knows if he's going to get there in any of the counting statistics. Depends how long he plays. But he can get one more Super Bowl than Drew Brees right now. 
if he wins this year. Russell Wilson's competing against Patrick Mahomes and, and Lamar Jackson. He needs to win as many Super Bowls as possible because he doesn't know how many those young guys are going to get. Right? You want If you're in a race, you have a lead. You don't go, all right, I have a lead, let's chill. You go, I have a lead, let's expand this so it's more difficult for them to catch me. Those two guys are going to be going all out because uh, you know they're competing against ghosts. It's a time trial. You might as well go as hard and as fast as you can. And I'm excited to see them uh, figure out a way to, to put their team in a position to defeat each other. And I like that we're going to have at least one member of that old guard in the, the next group. I like that it's not going to be all young guys. I like the young guys. They're extremely fun to watch. They're dynamic and exciting. But but I like that there's going to be at least one member of, of you know the been there, done that crowd that has a Super Bowl under their belt that isn't trying to prove that they can do it, that is actually trying to reinform us that they have done it in the past. That's our NFL breakdown for today. We might revisit it a bit later, but not during Hokey Hour. Hokey Hour is wall-to-wall Hokies, and we'll get started with that when we come back right after this.